Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Well, we've been in this series Slugfest for a while, and I'm so excited to be here with you this morning. I'm so excited to have a student takeover. You guys see a lot of students wearing t-shirts, a lot of students here on stage. Isn't that awesome to see students serving and growing in their gifts and growing and finding out their purpose? That's one of the things that we want to do on Wednesday nights with our students. We want to not just have them come and have fun, but yeah, we want to have fun and we want them to come and, and do all those things, but we want them to find their purpose. We want them to, to learn about the gifts that God has placed in him, and I'm so excited for our student takeover, and I'm so excited that you guys get to join in with us and see a little bit of what we, what we get to experience on a weekly basis on Wednesday nights with our students. I'm excited for this, and how many of you guys have enjoyed this series? You feel like God's been growing you, God's been pulling you, God's been pushing you, Right? I, I hope that today is a day we can continue on. I think we're going to continue a little bit of where we were last week. Um, it, may, it may look different than last week, but I'm telling you, God is going to speak to us. He's been speaking to me, and I, I just want to give this disclaimer before we get started. That everything that I'm saying to you guys, don't think that it's something that I'm not dealing with. Don't think that it's something that God isn't pushing me and stretching me. And, and with all of these things that Pastor Steve has been talking about, these are things that we, God has been showing us and he's been pulling and, and showing us. Don't think that we're, we, we got it all together, but we are learning and we are growing just like you. And we're, I'm so glad to be in a church, to be in a body that is growing and that loves the truth and wants to see God do amazing things, not only in this building, but in our community and in our city. So in week one, we talked about fixing our fight in week two, we talked about developing a fight song. We learned in week three that we have a cut man in our corner, and he, and he helps us stay in the fight. We learned that just because we're different, you know, how many people we have left-handed, left-handed, amen, amen. If you, if you missed that one, I want you to go back and listen to that. Just because we're different, it doesn't mean that we're weak. God created us different. God created us all unique because he wanted to use our differences on purpose. He wanted to use the things that are inside of us that, that not everyone has on purpose and for his purpose. And last week, we were challenged to answer the bell. There are things that we're gonna have to press through. We're gonna have to press through pain. We're going to have to press through what, what people may have told us was possible. We're going to have to press through what people may think. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to, to be excited right now. You're going to have to press through the, 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 the things that some, some of our friends, maybe even some of our family members may not approve of. If they don't approve of your worship, it's okay because they didn't die for you. If they don't approve of how much time you spend in prayer, it's okay because they don't answer your prayers. Right? We're going to have to push through some of these things. We're going to have to push through petty. Just because you don't like the preaching or you don't like the songs that are being sung, just because you don't like the way the seats are laid out or you don't like how light or how dark or how, how hot or how cold it is, just because you don't like those things, don't let that cause you to miss out on what God is doing and trying to do in your life. Because I found a lot of the times the things that make us uncomfortable, the things that we may try to push back on are the things that God is trying to do to grow us and stretch us. 
So this week, I want to continue with some of the things that God was speaking over us last week. Pastor Steve was calling. If you guys were here last week in both services, it was it was powerful and it was amazing. Pastor Steve was calling on us to, to answer the bell, calling on, on us, calling on parents, calling on, our, on us to, to start warring for our families, to start praying and, 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 to, and to fight for our families. This week, I want to ask you a question. Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting for? We've probably all seen the movies. You know, there's the movies where the action movies where this guy, he's like an ex-war vet or he's an ex-cop and, and he's retired and, and then things start going bad and then he gets a knock at the door. It's like, hey, we need you to come back. We got this job and you're the only one that can make it happen. He's like, oh, man, I'm done with all that. I'm retired. Go find somebody else. You guys seen movies like that? Go find someone else. It's crazy because a lot of the times if we're not careful, that's where we sit. And we tell God, I'm tired, I'm, I've fought, I've done it, go find somebody else. But in these movies, we see there's always something that happens that makes it hit closer to home. You know, it's usually maybe one of, his, one of their kids get taken or their wife gets, gets abducted or, or, or something happens where there's a death that's really close. It makes them, it hits a little bit closer to home and then... Then they have something to fight for. And once he has something to fight for, there's nothing, there's no one that's going to get in the way until he gets the job done. So who are you fighting for? If you don't have an answer to that question, the chances are you're not really fighting. No, that doesn't affect me. Go ahead and find somebody else. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus gives us someone to fight for in Scripture. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, we can see who Jesus commissions us to fight for. And so before we read, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into the word. And, and I, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to go fast because I feel like there's a lot that God wants to say, and I don't want to, I don't want to get in the way. And, but it's going to be good. Father, have your Holy Spirit fill the room. God, tune our ears. Open up our ears. Open up our hearts to where we can hear and we can receive everything you want to speak to us because we want to, we want to grow. We want to grow this morning. We want to get closer to you this morning. God, we want to get stronger this morning. And God, I thank you that we can stand together and we can read your word and we can learn from your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, the first thing I want to look at, you guys have probably read that scripture if you've, if you've uh, been in church for a long time, and, and if you have any type of um, evangelistic spirit on the inside of you, you probably know that scripture. And I think it's something that, that we all need to know and something that we all need to go back and look, for, look at at a regular basis. But the one thing I want to look at first is where it says, therefore, go. See, I, I, I went to a Bible college, and one of the things that I learned while I was in Bible college is whenever you see a therefore, you need to find out what it's there for. 
right? So whenever you see a therefore, you need to find out what it's there for. And I, and I started, and I went back, and I was like, okay, so there's a therefore. And before, it, talks, it says therefore, Jesus talks about how he's been given all authority. Now, I need, I need, these have been hanging here all series long, and I've been wanting to use them. I'm not going to put them on just because that's, I'll, but I, I need to put them around my neck just for a little bit. Is that okay? So he says, so you have, he has all authority. All authority in, in heaven has been given to me. Now, since we have all authority, then he says, therefore, go. It makes me think, what if Jesus told us about him having all authority first because he thought that we were going to need some authority? He thought that maybe there was going to be some pushback in this commission that he's been given us, that he has just given us. Maybe there's going to be, maybe we're going to have to fight a little bit. So he says, all authority has been given to me, and then he says, go. Jesus knew there'd be pushback. It makes me think that Jesus anticipated a fight for the hearts of those that we're called to go and reach and disciple. And so we need authority. I'm going to call this one authority, my right hand. I'm going to have something else for the left hand later. But I'm going to call this one authority. We need to go in authority, right? I was going to just flex, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to use these gloves. Go in authority. Because the government's in place, they weren't going to permit what they were about to start doing. Right? Remember, Pastor Steve talked about how we need to push, back, push past permission. And I don't know about you, but it seems a lot like our government in, in America may be starting to push back on the church, push back on the things that we've been trying to do. But let me tell you that our government doesn't have all authority. We've been given authority through the name of Jesus. There's going to be people who would like to try and shut us down, but they don't have all authority. See, God knew that we would need his authority to fight. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told them that he was going to be with them until the end of the age, a.k.a. he was going to send his spirit. So if you guys want me, this isn't going to be on the screen. I just wanted to mention it because there's so many scriptures and so many things to read. So if you guys turn in your Bibles or you can just write it down in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, this is after Jesus has given the great commission telling them to go. And he says, hey, I'm going to be with you always to the end of the age. But it's like, wait, Jesus, you're about to go up into heaven. What do you mean you're going to be with us to the end of the age? He's like, no, I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send my spirit. In Acts chapter 2, it talks about when they were filled with the Spirit. They were there. They were waiting. They were all in one place. They were inside the building. They were praying, waiting on Jesus, waiting on the Spirit, waiting on the Comforter. And then when the Spirit came, let me tell you, it came. And it came with the sound of a mighty rushing wind, right? It was, it was powerful. And then we, they saw the, the fire-like tongues come and sit down on them, and they were, and they were enabled to speak in other tongues. And I want to I say, you, you guys know this story. In Acts chapter 2, where they go, and then they go out, and everyone is there, different languages. And it's like, how can we, how can we hear? And all of these people, that, they're Jews. How are they speaking in our language? What, what's going on? Are, are these people drunk? But I, I want to stop. I want to stop because... There's a step that we missed because at some point in time, they ended up outside. 
the Holy Spirit didn't fall and they just didn't stay in the upper room. At some point in time, they were outside in the streets. They had the authority. The Holy Spirit came and gave them the power. So now the only thing left for them to do was to go. Was to go. You see, the authority is what we use. Just think about it if, if, if you're trying to reach someone. Authority is what we use to, to, to get around the, the enemy. The authority is what we use to overcome. So if someone comes like, oh, no, no, get out of here. I got the authority. Get out of here. Oh, no, I got the authority. Get out of here. But then when the power comes, the power isn't, isn't for the enemy. The power is for them. The power is for who you called to reach. You know, you read through the book of Acts, and it says that they were there, and they were teaching, and they were learning, and then all of these signs and wonders came, and then it said that their, their, their numbers were added because they had the power. The authority gives them the access. The power is the one who makes the difference. The power that came from the Holy Spirit that enabled them to speak in other tongues, that's what made the difference. The power that comes in it and it heals bodies, the power that comes from the Holy Spirit, that's what makes the difference. The power that comes that draws them, this says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit draws them. It's not, it's, not, it's not our power. We can't come and yell at someone long enough and get them saved. It's the power that comes from the Holy Spirit that gets them saved. It's the power. They knew they had the power. They knew they had the authority. So they knew they had to go and answer the bell and get in the fight. We need to switch our come to go. Some of us have simply just been coming to church for far too long. Think about, think about that old children's song. I'm going to take these off just for a second. Think about that old children's song. You know, This Little Light of Mine. You guys know that song? This Little Light of Mine. I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine. Yeah, so there's a verse that says, won't hide it under a bush, oh no. You know, some, you know, we have this light, and then we come to church, right? Some of us have turned our church building into the bush. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm going to let it shine. Look, it's, I'm, I'm, look, let me hear, hear me. I'm not saying that we shouldn't come to church. I believe we need to come to church and we need to come on a regular basis because this is a tool. This is something God puts in place for us to come together and spur one another on. We need to continue to gather together. But, but if this is all we do, then we're, we're no more than we're coming in here lighting up our candle and we're just keeping it in the building. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine only at church. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine only on Sundays. This little light of mine. For some of us, the bush has become the church building. And when we come and we just come to church and we just come to church and we just come to church, you know, it, it makes us feel good, right? It's comforting. 
we come and we, and we, we have good services. God moves. Yeah, he does. But if we stay in church too long and we don't go outside, then, it, then all it is is just like a candle. It makes our house smell good. But is it setting anybody else on fire? Is it setting our communities on fire? Is it spreading this all-consuming fire that we talk about that, that saved our souls? You see, if we stay in church for too long, it's like we're putting the lid on it. And you know what happens when you put a lid on something, on a fire? The fire goes out. Why is it we have these powerful services, we have these powerful times together here in, 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 at church in the building, but then after a while it just fizzles out? Is it because we stayed in here for too long? You see, when you leave the lid on too long, what happens? The flame goes off, and then we're left with holy smoke. <laughs> holy smoke is where you can talk about it. You can, you can see it, you know, when the smoke comes. You can kind of see it. Yeah, God did something. I remember that. It smells like, it smells like someone just had a candle burning, right? It, it was there. I, I, you know, it's even still a little bit warm. But it didn't change anything. Holy smoke. I'm going to coin that. I'm going I'm to start talking about that. We don't want holy smoke. I want a fire. When we change our come to go... We go outside, we take the fire with us. That's where we start to light houses on fire. Not, not literally, not literally lighting houses on fire, but like family, families. We start, we start catching it. Maybe, maybe we catch it with, one, with a dad or a mom or maybe even a student, and, and then they go home and they're on fire, and then before long their whole family is on fire. And then it starts to spread. And you can't put a lid on that. Maybe this will make more sense. We, you know, we've been talking about fighting. You, you've seen bodybuilders, right? They go to the gym, and they get strong, and they get swole. But what are they getting strong for? Just to show it off? Right? And I, I, I don't know. I'm not a professional about, I don't, I've never bodybuilded before. But to me, they don't look that flexible. They don't look like they can move that easily. You know, I, I just think of like a bodybuilder going to a grocery store, just like grabbing the cart, you know? I think there's a video on, on YouTube about a bodybuilder. He's like just grocery shopping, and then he's like trying to like reach stuff. You know, he's not that flexible. He's like, if we come to church on a regular basis and we get fed good food, Pastor Steve, he, he, he gives us good word. But if we aren't careful, we just come and get all this knowledge and we don't do anything and we end up walking out of church like this. We're stiff, we're not flexible. Our range of motion isn't that wide. And so we'll be at church. And I'm not even talking about when we go outside. It happens when we're in the building. But like, hey, you guys go, 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 go talk to your neighbor, go say hello and everything. It's like, thank you, Jesus. Let me go talk to them. No, I'm just gonna stay right here. I see, oh, someone's sitting in my seat. Where can okay, maybe I'll just sit. I'll just go this far. Then it's like, I'm almost in the same spot. Oh, no, no, wait. God, you want me to go pray for who? 
God, you want me to step outside of my, my role? You want me to do what? You want me to, you want me to go volunteer in the kids' ministry? My rain, I don't know. I don't think I could do that. I don't, you know, you're just not that flexible. Your range of motion isn't that. Look, stretching isn't going to be comfortable, but it's essential. Stretching is hard, especially if you've been stiff for a long time. Look, I, I know that this last year, I have not done a lot of active things. I haven't done a lot of uh, athletic things, and we've been playing softball, and stretching is hard. I realize that I'm stiff, and it's uncomfortable, but it's essential. And it's funny, when we become stiff, we stop participating, and we start watching. And when we start watching, we start talking. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he treats his wife that way. He never opens the door for her. Mm-mm-mm. He doesn't help her with anything. He's such a deaf. Look at that. I can't believe she would wear that to church. But we're just, we're just watching because we're stiff. We don't move. Why don't they ever smile? They shouldn't even come if they're just going to bum us all out. Oh, no, I wouldn't do it that way. Nope, not me. There's a better way to do that, but It's probably because we wouldn't do it at all, maybe, but that's something completely different. We need, to, we need to switch from talking to teaching. Because when we're stiff and when we, when we just come and we're just here and, we're, and we, we, we just want to stay in a row, we start watching and we start talking, but we need to switch from talking to teaching, but teaching requires us to go. Teaching requires us to go. I've noticed that it's easy for us to notice everything that everyone else needs to work on, but the line is short for the people who are willing to go out and make a difference. We say things like, I've done my time. We say things like, I don't have time. Look in Acts chapter 2, in verse 42, you can, you can write that down. It says that they were devoted to teaching. Devoted to teaching. And then if you continue reading, it says after that, that's when God was moving. They were all together, and they were devoted to teaching. They were, they were going from house to house, and they were breaking bread. And what does that tell me? That tells me that they were, they were having small groups. They were having circles. They were meeting outside. They weren't just candles. But they were going to house and house, and they were lighting fires in each other's homes. They were lighting fires in each other's families. That's why we have circles. That's why we have teams. We don't want, we don't want you to just serve. We don't, want, we don't need just people to come and open the doors for you. We don't need people to just come and, 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 and volunteer. We have these things in, in place so we can have circles, so we can have times where you can get out and you can grow and you can begin to sharpen each other. You can break bread. You can spend time together. You can be in prayer together. You can see in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, it said it plainly. The move of God we want to see started from house to house. It starts from house to house. We have to get out of this building and start doing what we've been doing here. Because God's been moving in this building, but I'm afraid if we only want this, to, if we only have this happen on Sundays, then it's going to fizzle out. 
we're going to have to call up some of our teams. We're going to have to call up some of our friends. Be like, hey, you want to just come over? We can barbecue. Let's have some fun. And then while we're here, let's spend some time in prayer for our city. Oh, but that's not fun. Nobody wants to come and do that. Do they? Have you asked? Maybe it takes one person to say, hey, look, I want you to come. We're going to have some barbecue. But while we're here, I want to spend 10 minutes in prayer for our city. While we're here, I want to spend 10 minutes in prayer for our students. While we're here, I want to spend 10 minutes in prayer for our kids' ministry. While we're here, I want to spend 10 minutes in prayer for Pastor Steve and his family. But that's not fun. Sounds a lot like stretching to me. When we start doing that and we start teaching and we start sharpening each other, we start allowing the Holy Spirit to move. Because it's the Holy Spirit who brings the power, not us. It's hard. Discipling and mentoring and doing all these things is hard, but I think it's hard because we look at it the wrong way. We think we have to go in with all the answers. We think we have to go in and, and fix them. But we have to switch from fixing. We're not called to fix. We need to switch from fixing to fighting for them. Jesus doesn't tell us in, in, in Matthew chapter 28. Was it 28? Verse 18 through 20. He doesn't tell us to go and fix them. He says go and teach them. Go and make disciples. Because we don't have the strength, we don't have the stamina to go around and try to fix everybody because you're going to get frustrated. You're going to burn out really quick. We're called to go in the power of the Holy Spirit in prayer and petition and fight for them. We'll fight for them not by just giving them our opinions of how we can do it better, but we'll fight for them by pulling them back and pointing them to the truth that is in the Scripture we, we fight for them by, by spending time and say, you know what, I, I, I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you on a regular basis every night. You fight for your movers by, by not just coming and praying on Sundays when we pray for our movers. We fight for our movers by praying for them by name in your secret place, warring for them. You fight for them. In, in, in the second week when, we, when Pastor Steve talked about our fight song, he talked about Stephen. Stephen was the first Christian martyr. And when he was at his moment of death, he was being stoned and he was still preaching, right? He was still giving the truth. And I'd like to think of it, he was still trying to disciple those that were listening. He was still fighting. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I have the strength to continue fighting when I'm getting hit in the head with rocks. I've been hit in the head with a rock, and it stopped everything. <laughs> stopped everything. So he wasn't working under his own power. He wasn't working under his own authority. He had the authority that came from Jesus and the power that came from his spirit. And he was still speaking the truth. He was still discipling. And it's crazy because... In the Bible, it talks about a young man that was also in the crowd. His name was Saul.
and I don't know for a fact if this is when it started, but I, I, could, I like to think that this could be the first seed that was planted in a young man named Saul. But let me tell you this, it wasn't in that moment that Saul changed. Saul went on and he grew up and he became a persecutor. But I want to say that, that this seed that was planted when he was there and he saw Stephen be killed and continue preaching the gospel, there's a seed planted and I think it was growing all the way up until when, in t when the timing came and Jesus, his spirit, his power came and changed him from Saul to Paul. Stephen didn't fix Saul. There wasn't a, a, a person that came and fixed Saul. It was Jesus and his spirit that changed Saul to Paul. God brings the growth. If we go into this life and we want to go and make disciples, if we want to go out into the world, it's like, I'm going to change the world. No, you're not. Jesus is going to change the world. You're going to be used by him. If you go out there trying to do it in your own strength, and your own talent, and you get it twisted, you think it's because of you, you're going to burn out really quick. Jesus is the one who brings the power. Believe me, I know. I know. I'm a youth pastor. I go into schools and I do ministry on a weekly basis and, and, I, and I talk and I, I want them to get it. I want them to get it the first time I share it with them. I was like, man, but I, I see them time and time again. They'll, they'll be like, yes, I'm on fire. But then all of a sudden they're struggling. But yes, I'm on fire. But then all of a sudden I get a phone call that, they're, they, they, that they had to be taken home because they were at a party. They were drinking and they were smoking weed. They're on fire, but then they, then, they, then they take two steps back. And you're like, man, why don't they just get it? You know, you see them and you just want to scream. It's like, why don't, you, why don't you listen? Why don't you just do what I'm telling you to do? Hold on, Andrew. I'm not the one that brings a change. That's not my job. My job is to teach. My job is to fight for them. So whenever I get a phone call that they're messing up, my job isn't to yell at them. Like, Why don't you listen? My job is to. To fight for them. In prayer and petition. To war with them in my worship. You see, I, none of that happens unless we first go. None of that happens if we stay here in this building because, you know, we like to think that everyone is just going to stumble in here one Sunday morning, and it happens, and we're thankful that it does, but that's probably less than 1% of the people. They're just going to, oh, I was walking by, and I just felt like I needed to come in. I'm thankful. But that's not how Jesus said it was going to happen. He told us we have to go. I have a video that's going to play. And it's some of our students and some of our team that's going to share just a little bit about someone who stepped out of their way and they decided to fight for them.
I can imagine that a lot of us have stories like that of people that you can be like, I'm so thankful for them. I'm so thankful that they got out of their own way and they decided to go and meet me where I was. I'm thankful for my, my youth leader when I, was in, when I was in youth. I was in seventh grade. I was awkward. I was, I started seventh grade. I think I was like five foot six. And then I ended seventh grade. I was six foot one. Size 15 shoe, giant glasses, trying to just figure out this thing called life, you know? I'm thankful that I had a youth pastor that took the time and said, you know what? I've been praying for you. I've been watching you. And he, and he asked me, he's like, hey, would you like to learn to play the bass? I didn't play the bass. I didn't play an instrument. Like, but I've seen you worship. I've seen, I've seen your heart, and I can tell it's good. I want, I, want, I, want, I want you to play the bass. I want to teach you. He went out of his way. He started teaching me how to play the bass. It's crazy because in, in the next few weeks, like literally in the next two to three weeks, I was given two bass guitars. Not even, I didn't ask. They didn't even know that I had just started. They just said, hey, I have another, I have an extra bass. And I, I just feel like God wanted me to give it to you. I'm not lying to you. Two times. And from there, it just started the journey, the discipleship journey of him walking with me, the discipleship journey of him saying, like, hey, I was looking at your iPod and I saw some of the music you were listening to. What's, what's going on? It's like, oh. The times when I'm in the office and he's asking me about some of the decisions I've made and I'm like, hey, have you prayed about that? Do you think that that's wise? It's those conversations, but the enemy doesn't want us to do these steps. He wants us to stop. He'll tell us, you don't have what it takes. What are you going to teach them? You don't have the time to do that. He'll try to stop us. That's why we have to fight. That's why we have to take it back to the, to the beginning. It's like, yeah, I don't have what it takes. Yeah, I, I may not be the best person for the job, but I, but I know the truth that I have and the will that I have and, and, the, and what I do have, what God has given me, it's better than the nothing that they do have. Because let me tell you this, just, just not even just students, but kids, students, young adults, and even adults, we're going through life and we're going through the progression and we don't have fathers. We don't have spiritual fathers. We don't have spiritual moms anymore. We just try to do it on our own. You may think, you know what, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm not cool enough. Since when did you have to do it in your own authority? Since when did you have to do it in your own power? We have to step out and answer the bell. I want us to stand. Some of you may be here and some of you may have someone that God has called you to. God is calling you to step out and reach and begin the discipleship journey with. Some of them may be here. 
And some of them may not be here. Some of them, some, some of you, you may not have took an active step and saying, you know what, I'm called to disciple them. Or you may not even have an idea. But there's a reason that I didn't pray for our movers earlier. Because I wanted us to do it right now. I wanted us to do it right now with the intention to fight for them. With the intention to, to pray and intercede for them. With the intention to say, you know what, I am going to war for them right now. We sing this song, Champion. We know who our champion is. It's Jesus Christ. And he has all authority from heaven and on earth. It's his. And so I want us to sing, the, we're going to sing the bridge, but I want us to sing it over our movers. And maybe you need to just narrow it down to like two or three people. Pick two or three people that maybe this is the top two or three people on your movers list. You say, well, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to fight for them. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to start discipling them. I'm going to call them as soon as I walk out of these doors. I'm going to call them and say, hey, let's grab lunch. I'm going to call them and say, hey, what are you doing this evening? Can we, you want to come and we can, we can, um, we can play Monopoly or something. Monopoly is a good game because it takes a long time. Well, what are you going to do? Or are you just going to come and you're just going to do it here on Sunday? You're just going to stay in the building. Father, we thank you for your strength. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. I pray that you right now, you're lighting a fire on the inside of us that cannot be contained by these four walls. That you're lighting a fire on the inside of us that cannot be contained by us, cannot be that, that consuming, it's consuming our fear, it's consuming our doubt, it's consuming our anxieties, it's consuming everything that's trying to tell us not to do it. But God, I just pray that this fire just begins to just take over to where we have to go. We have to run with it because we, you have called us to go. You've called us to go in your authority. You've called us to go in your power. You've called us to go and, and pray. And we, you've called us to go and fight fight to make disciples. You call us to teach them your truth and teach them to obey your commands. And Father, we thank you that you're going to go with us. And you're going to do the work in Jesus' name. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.